This is exactly right. I'm Babs Gray, and why does IHOP have commercials? We all know what it is, and the choice to go there will never be driven by photos of their crepes. (laughs) (laughs) It's unnecessary. You're never seeing a commercial being like, oh, yeah, I'm going there. Yeah, yeah. I'm just spitting truths this morning. I love it. I'm Brandy Posey, and you know the cold brew is good when your brain starts listing which stores have the smoothest carts. Number one, (laughs) Ikea. Number two, Costco. Number three, the Eagle Rock Target. (laughs) (laughs) That makes me want to go to Target. I'm Beth Parker, and absinthe makes the heart grow fonder. (laughs) (laughs) And this is Lady to Lady. Can you keep a secret? Neither can we. For everyone, that's the fucking best. Come on, baby, it's time to hang out with your favorite ladies. Ladies and ladies, ladies and ladies. Hey, everybody, welcome to the show. All of us want to go shopping at Target now. Seriously. Mm-hmm. When don't we? But they, you know what they've really gotten me with those little cheap front bins the uh oh, it's called something it's bins. called the bullseye section or something yeah, oh yep there's i always need something in there you can find some good <laughs> yeah absolutely little uh buckets or little whiteboards magnets yes mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. give it uh, i can't i haven't been in a while so i gotta go see the re-up and i'm yes. very excited they, they <laughs> oh and we've got over this for spring Oh, spring. I think we're starting to see some summer. We're seeing some outdoor mm-hmm. furniture. We've got the summer fake plants out. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> it's exciting. I love that we're just like, people are like, all right. So for a few years, everyone tried to grow plants, but it didn't work out for everybody. And now wow. there's fake, fake plants. Yeah. It's fake. I'm still trying and it makes me feel so bad. Like I'm such a bad plant mom, you know, it's, yeah. it, it's, it's, it's not good news. Know why it, you know, I don't know why it's so hard. I guess it's like baking or if you fuck one thing up, it just ruins it. Yeah. I think so. Is that it? It feels like an inherent talent. And obviously, I know you learn, but like it does feel like harder to get over that first hump or something. Yeah, Yeah. because I follow the instructions, or at least I think I am. Like, right. Well, the problem is they all have different ones, which is annoying. And I know there's like apps you can get that tells you when to water everything, but like, I don't know, real laundry and plants, one size fits all. If you can't survive, you didn't deserve to be here. (laughs) Throw it all in. I don't think I remember that that was your laundry philosophy, Brandy. Oh, yeah. No, if you can't survive, you can't hack it. Get the fuck out. I'm pretty much the same. Yeah, I don't separate shit. I mean, I'll separate like, like, you know, towels from clothes or something, but I don't separate like colors or anything like that. Yeah, no. Do you guys dry everything? I'll pull out stuff that doesn't, that, that is like should just air dry. I'll do that. That's a new thing. Barely. Uh, yeah. yeah. If I, if I've test, if I've done it before and I know it's going to be okay, I don't, but yeah, yeah. a few things I will air dry. Mm. Yeah. But by and large, most stuff, washer, <laughs> dryer, figure it out. Gives me anxiety. Okay. Uh- <laughs> you know what also gives us anxiety are no slumber. <laughs> I was going to say what doesn't give us anxiety. <laughs> but I, I mean, I'm like anxious about that, but like in a good way. Yeah, I'm very excited. Yeah. Yeah. So we are doing a no slumber party on June 25th. It's 24 hours of us not sleeping, live streaming, and you catching the entire thing. So we're very we're stoked. So weird. 
Heck yeah. We're going to get so weird. It's not going to be like the love is. And treats. Yeah. If you were trying to watch the love is blind live reunion like I was, <laughs> it's it, it's going to happen. We're not going to not do it. It's going to actually happen. And we yeah. will be doing lots of weird, fun stuff. And if you're a patron, you can suggest, you know, games for us to do, mm-hmm. pranks for us to play in each other. Just you know, whatever you want to see. Let us know because we're going to be trying to include as much of that as we can um, yeah. into I the. <laughs> I keep forgetting about the prank thing. So I just wrote a post that just says L2L prank that I'm just going to put in my lamp. (laughs) Just remember. I love to give that as a to-do list. The heat is on. Yeah, thank you. This is a good reminder because I do need time to to strategize. Yeah, you got to marinate on the prank for sure. Um, That is one of our rules. We each have to pull one prank on the other two during the event at some point. Yes. Yeah, and I think so that's we for, hope to see you guys there. I mean, yeah. become a patron today. Not only that, I mean, just being a patron is fun. We have lots of fun bonus content. Yeah, and like at every at any level, we'll get you get you on there. You get yeah. you know podcast free episodes for two dollars for five dollars. You get podcast ad free episodes. Ad, oh, podcast no. free episodes it's would just be the interesting. Ads. <laughs> just the ads. <laughs> just, just the ads. Minutes. No podcast. <laughs> yeah. Do you just want to hear some promo codes? <laughs> yeah we have so much fun stuff over there we do bonus bonus episodes every week mini ones we've got a bonus episode every month there is a lot of us talking about a lot of different things so if you love that go check it out lady or patreon.com slash lady to lady and we're stoked it will be yeah 24 hours so oh my god oh my god can't wait outfit changes Oh my god! Yeah, can't wait. It's gonna be so good. Shenanigans. Be there. Does anybody have any dates they need to shout out? Oh yes. Um, this Saturday in Los Angeles is uh the next picture. This at Permanent Records here in LA. It's always a blast. It'll be really fun. And then um, Thursday and Friday, May 11th and 12th, I'm in Santa Cruz. Uh, headlining shows up there. And then um, May 19th and 20th, I will be in Austin, Texas, headlining at the Valve. Um, so come to those, uh, in May. That's all my shit in May. Hmm. I'm going to be in Denver at Sushi High on Thursday, the 25th, I think. Yeah, 25th. Yeah, Thursday, the 25th. And then that Sunday, the 28th, I'm going to be in Boulder. So if you live in one of those places, come check me out. Probably going to fill out some of those in between dates too, but yeah, I'll be in the Denver area at the end of May. And if you're in LA this Saturday, the 6th, I am doing a competition show called One Liner Madness. at the West Side Comedy Theater and it's a charity show for a Pitbull Foundation. I can't remember exactly which one, but I'm really excited. It's going to be super fun and it's basically, yeah, I I can't wait to get all my one-liners lined up in a row because I love one-liners and it'll be really fun to kind of like decide which ones to go with, you know, and I'm honestly going to be very pissed if I don't get past like the first few rounds. (laughs) (laughs) Now that I'm thinking about it. Anyway, come see me get angry. Um, this <laughs> Saturday. Cause, for a good cause. Somebody, somebody, come see me get angry for a good cause. <laughs> um, let's get to our episode. This was such a fun episode. Uh, this is a hilarious comic. She's in Austin. She's part of the Austin Sketchfest Festival. And she is a bi mom of two kids. She has an amazing podcast called Fear of Going Outside. Please enjoy our hang with Ivy Lee. Oh my God. So excited to hang out with our guests. Let's just jump into it. Ivy Lee, hi. Hi, ladies. <laughs> hi, Ivy. <laughs> Welcome to the show. Um, we're just, yeah, we're very excited to have you on. Yeah, coming to us from your kind of panic room where you said you, <laughs> you have a way to escape from your children, which I love. Yeah, it's just padded in foam. 
Uh-huh. <laughs> I think every mom should have one of those rooms that feels like a good, like a break stuff room that is silent would be perfect, I think. Yeah. It's, it's, I call it my podcast closet because it is half podcast recording studio, half closet. But it is mostly where I go when I am overwhelmed. <laughs> I think that is such a good hack. And I'm so glad that we're sharing that with our listeners. Like you can make a small space into an escape room. Yeah. Right. Yeah. A, a, a non-escape room because you don't want to get out of it. <laughs> I'd also like to see all of like the mommy wine merch replaced with mommy podcast merch where it's just yeah. like it's podcast o'clock somewhere. <laughs> mommy needs her podcast. <laughs> oh, my God, please. We need to start making this. <laughs> How many kids do you have, Ivy? I got two. Oh, my gosh. How old are they? They're five and eight. Wow. So, really fun age. It has definitely been like living an Asia show ever since they were born. You're just Aww. like, oh my God, this is how humans acquire language. <laughs> <laughs> that is uh, when I, because I've, you know, thinking about having kids, that is one of the things that is really appealing to me because it's like obviously when are you going to just see a human being, you know, become a human being? So that's very <laughs> yeah. interesting. Yeah, I'm at my brother's house right now helping watch my nieces who are 11, 7, and 4. And last night before bed, we all were, like, reading our books on the couch, like, me and my older nieces. And then my four-year-old niece is, like, she can read, like, Bob Cat. She calls them her Bob books. They're, like, Bob Sat, which is, like, for a four-year-old. pretty good. But the rest of us were, like, reading quietly. And she just kept being, like, how do you read in your head? How do you read in your head? And (laughs) I didn't understand what she was asking. And then I realized, like, oh, you, she has, she sounds words out. Like, that's how she. Right, right, right. Like, she didn't understand how we were all just like silently reading. That's I so love cute. that. <laughs> she's just looking at you, like struggling to explain, and she's just looking at you like you're just a fucking idiot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She can't <laughs> like it's the most obvious question. How do you read in your head? I <laughs> figure it out. <laughs> My boyfriend has a nephew who's I don't know how old he is. I want to say like maybe seven or eight. Mm-hmm. And they went and saw the second Avatar, and um, you know, and these movies are obviously very like visually supposed to be yeah. interesting. Yeah. And I feel like he did the thing that is so exemplary to me of what a kid's brain is doing, because I guess during the middle of the movie, he leaned over to his mom and he said, three plus four equals seven. <laughs> it, it fucking made me laugh so hard because I'm like, what? You're just like watching this movie, but your brain, that's what you're, you're thinking. Like just doing math. <laughs> yeah. Really? Yes. Which I'm right that that's just like his way of being like this dialogue. <laughs> right? Yeah, he's like, I've got yeah. notes. Three plus four equals seven. <laughs> I would literally, I James Cameron, your dialogue is so bad. I would rather do math. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I loved it though. I was like, that's such a funny way to like know how uh, you to sum up a kid very quickly. Um, oh my God. Well, yeah, we, we were talking about the silent room thing. What is this yeah. room, Brandy, you were talking about? Because we were talking about oh. Ivy's, like, Yeah, her, her setup is, like, really great. You've got all the foam, the foam like, sound tiles behind you. So a micro, at Microsoft's, like, um, headquarters up in Redmond, Washington, they mm-hmm. built this thing called an uh, anechoic chamber. And it's, like, the quietest space on Earth, basically. Like, the, I sent you guys a link with the picture where yeah. the way the room looks, like, there's like negative zero sound basically like it's a full-on vacuum um and you don't realize how many things just even when you're in a quiet room that you're 
your ears are just listening to, just like even outdoor sounds like bees buzzing around, things like that. But this room is like completely silent. And the record, anybody's only ever made it 55 minutes in the room. Really? Because it that makes that short. It make and some people, most people want to leave after a few seconds because it like really freaks them out. Cause like you can hear your blood vessels, you can hear your bones moving. Um, there's one guy that he has like a mechanical uh, heart valve that he can like hear the mechanical thing in his chest moving when he goes what? in the room. See, yeah. I just want to do like a yoga class in this shit. <laughs> you say that, but then you would hear all like, your bones cracking doing yoga and stuff. Yeah. I Yeah, I, I think, think I would, would fail. Cool. <laughs> you would fail? Because like, I'm just thinking of like, you know, all I do is like watch reality TV while I do stuff or like listen to podcasts while I do stuff. And like, I need a white noise machine to sleep. Like, I don't, I think mm. it would be bad news right away. Yeah. I think I would, I think I would make it 45 minutes and then y'all have to wake me up from a nap. <laughs> You're like, finally. Sweet relief. Yeah. I wonder if it would be like really hard to fall asleep. I don't know. In there, I would. It I would mean, for me. I know it would. Yeah. I mean, I will say, like, I'm. I have single sided deafness, mm-hmm. and I, for that reason, like, since I was a kid, I've always had like incredible like sound protection when I sleep. Like, I can like really loud noises will still wake me up because I can hear them. Like, you know, they, it's not, not total soundproof, but like, I have a really hard time sleeping with my good ear exposed. Like, mm-hmm. I'm trying to train myself to sleep on my back. But, like, I always turn over with my good ear into the pillow because I just have the option of, like, these amazing <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you've got soundproof it. headphones. Yeah. <laughs> but I can I can hear. And ever since I was a kid, I've been able to hear my own heartbeat when I do that. And, like, do you, right. guys, do you guys hear your own heartbeat when you? Sometimes I can. Okay. Mm. Like, if you're laying on your side, you would hear your own heartbeat? Yeah. Okay. I have I have such an extreme sense of hear, hearing. I can hear my partner's heartbeat like two pillows over. We're here sometimes. No, maybe not two pillows over. Maybe like one pillow over. Really? <laughs> you have a huge yeah. bed. Um, is it hard to eat around other people? Like, no. do you hear chewing really? Distinctly? Well, it it is hard to eat around other people because people won't stop talking while I'm trying to taste my food. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> Don't you? That's so funny. <laughs> well, that's it. So that there's a thing called misophonia where like the sound of chewing can make you feel crazy. Like there's certain sounds that really get you. Like chewing can like like my boyfriend has it. So like he, he like he he has to kind of just be like we're just eating. There needs to be noise on while we're eating because if I hear chewing from anybody, it just like stresses him out. It's usually like a trauma. Stresses him out. It's like yeah, it's a trauma thing. It's like a trauma okay. response thing. It's all uh, hey girl, it's, it's all, all a trauma, trauma thing. It's all <laughs> a trauma personality. Is a trauma. Yeah, we're all we're yes. all from trauma. Isn't traumatized. Uh. <laughs> to your point though, I'd be like, I can't believe it's not more common to go out to eat by yourself because, like, exactly, it's so yeah. nice to just eat and not have to talk to anyone. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> I love going. Oh, it's just me. <laughs> me too me too oh just one just one please yeah actually last weekend sean was out of town and i'd like i revert back to my little like possum habits when he leaves town like i just like you know i just start eating like hummus over the sink for my meals and shit mm-hmm. um so i'd been doing that for like three days and i was like you know what tonight i'm gonna go out to like a nice ass dinner by myself and i just like threw down on a nice dinner by myself and it oh was, yeah like, <laughs> awesome. 
I love this for you. <laughs> yeah. I just turn into I don't turn into like a possum when my partner leaves. I have a I have I have officially been diagnosed as having ADHD. Mm-hmm. Uh, like all capital letters, you know. <laughs> <laughs> really capital letters. But uh but I I don't think I feel like ADHD is one of those things that it's diagnosed as a as a as a disorder because it's really hard for my partners and my teachers and my managers to deal with it. <laughs> but I actually, a lot of times, it's really fun to have it if I'm being candid with people. You know? It's not good to like talk about it like that because then you know people who have to deal with the negative consequences, like they don't. It's not very polite for them to have to hear it. But sometimes it's really fun to be the person with ADHD. And so when my partner, who absolutely does not have it, uh, leaves, my sleep schedule starts to oh, yeah. become mm. my natural sleep schedule, which is to say there is no schedule. Chaos. Right? <laughs> <laughs> like all weird hours of day and night, you know, and I just like let myself hyper fixate on things and the, and like they'll come back and there'll be, I don't know, a new sewing machine or printing press on the dining table. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah, I love that. So, what are we talking, Ivy? Are we talking like uh, pulling late nights? What do you? What's your jam? Big nap, like nap segmented, like if you're unrestricted. I I feel like you're like searching for a pattern that. <laughs> well, no, I'm a weird sleeper exist. too. But there is. is are you like yeah. if if you don't have like if you can just sleep however you want to sleep? How do you sleep? Uh I, whenever, so just whenever I, I, I have, whenever I, my, my, I, I don't know, brain chemical levels are low enough to like go to sleep mm-hmm. for like the longest time. Mm-hmm. I thought I was just worldly, but I would drink at lunch with coworkers. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was just like, well, I mean, you know, America, this Puritan country is not like the only country in the world, right? Like other countries, yeah. you know, have, they they don't just binge alcohol. They just yeah. drink it as part of their cuisine, right? Yeah. And so a long time, and so I was like, I'm just like worldly, you know? <laughs> uh, I'm not an alcoholic. I'm not like binge drinking like yeah. any more than any other person in their reckless youth was doing or, or whatever. But, but I would. Pointedly, sometimes during 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 lunch, even with my coworkers, and I now I realize like, oh, it's because I had undiagnosed ADHD, and sometimes I just needed a downer. Yeah, mm. right. Like, I right. need some chemical to down so that to... I could like mm-hmm. to depress it, right? So that I could like kind of function at a normal level, like during that day. Like I wasn't mm-hmm. alcoholic; I was just self medicating. Yeah. You're yeah. like, <laughs> <laughs> that's so interesting. Yeah, you you so like I I've been thinking about trying to get diagnosed because I'm like ninety seven percent sure I have it as well. Um, oh, but I'm you, also seventy percent sure you have it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You're, you're creative. I feel like yeah, most of us most are, uh, so a lot of comedians probably true, identify sure. with this. Yes, um, but you take a test basically, right? That like it's which is also so funny to take a test if <laughs> to determine your attention yeah. span. Can you sit here and do a task and focus on it? Yeah, they know. They, it's like a verbal, like they kind of, they, it's just like a person. They talk you through it. Oh, okay. Right. It feels like a conversation, but like if you've taken enough tests, you can, you know, love crazy people tests, you can tell that it's not really <laughs> a conversation, you know? Yeah. I know what you You know what I will say? Yeah. I just read Paris Hilton's book and like, I'm going to say she described having ADD in a way that elucidated it for me more than like any other description. What like she, she, is, she I mean she talks about how she sees time kind of as like a flat spiral like everything's kind of like a she calls it a spirograph 
So like her conception of time and memory is like a spirograph. And I mean, she uses her ADD as like sort of like a filter throughout the entire book hmm. of like how she takes these sort of like disparate parts of her life and like finds a way to monitor. And she's a very like idea person and like, you know, and she's like, I don't know, she uses the metaphor. It's like having a Ferrari with bicycle brakes. Yeah. Or like, I don't know, like she's <laughs> that's, that's a very rich woman's metaphor and I mean and it's a rich woman's book I mean there are multiple chapters where she's talking about stopping by to adopt ferrets on the way to the airport you know but maybe a Toyota Supra in a Volvo is more the everyone's uh ADHD brain something more like that yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) I want to talk about your um your podcast Ivy it's so so cool such a cool idea fear of going outside um, we kind of, yeah, tell us like where you came up with the idea and how it's been going. Yeah, so I, <laughs> I uh, make a show called Fogo, Fear of Going Outside. It's a nature show, but by the most reluctant host ever. <laughs> that would be me. I am very much an indoor person. <laughs> Everything beautiful to me uh, is inside somewhere, inside a club uh, a dance club a comedy club inside a restaurant <laughs> inside my podcast closet inside a museum uh it just, basically everything cool for me is inside somewhere running water i love running water yes <laughs> i love potable water so much i never take it for granted um i my parents were uh refugees from the vietnam war so i joke not joke that my people only go outside uh go only go into the woods if we're being shot at but <laughs> In my family's case, kind of, kind of not really a joke. <laughs> uh, and so in, in season, it's, it's two seasons now. The season finale for season two just dropped. I'll tell you, season one was about me trying to figure out how to go camping. And then I actually did it. Mm. Then for season two, it was about hunting. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> That's a big, big, oh my God. big jump. Big jump. My heart. I just... didn't know. I didn't know it was such Ooh. a big jump. Yeah. Because for me... <laughs> For me, being such, like starting from zero, right, being such an indoor person and not really having access to what outdoor people take for granted, I thought that, well, I went camping. It wasn't as bad. It wasn't as good as everybody says, but it wasn't as bad as I was worried it was going to be. You know? <laughs> Where did if you I camp? figured that out. Yeah, where'd you go um, camp in season one? Yeah. Uh, in Texas, at a state park here in Texas. Y'all probably, okay. probably don't oh, know okay. it was called Inks Lake Park. Okay. Uh, and I thought, well, you know, how hard can hunting be? Because to me, all of those outdoor things were just one broad bucket that I call sure. white nonsense. Sure. <laughs> like country music. Like how if you don't like country, it can be like, yeah, it's all the same. But if you like, like, it's yeah, all, yeah. yeah. You know the difference once you're in it or whatever. Yeah. 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 But so by the time I figured out the difference, uh, it was like seven episodes in. It was too late to turn back. <laughs> you're covered in piss. You're just so sitting in a do? tree. It's a nightmare. <laughs> yeah. It's a nightmare. <laughs> Listen, season two, in season two, I, the first episode, I end up on a conservative Second Amendment uh, talk radio show trying oh to get a gun. And that's. <laughs> Episode one. Like, oh, oh my god! Like, Wait, did you have any experience with guns? Of course not. I mean, I have a lot. Yeah. Of, I I do and I don't. Right. I'm from Texas. Yeah. I grew up here. This yeah. is just this is really where I'm from. You know. Yeah. But uh, and I am I am Texan so hard. Uh, and you know, guns are a big part of the culture. They are a big part of the culture here. I grew up from kind of being a city person. I grew up with 
a really unreasonable amount of violence in my life. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I am not um, afraid of guns in that way, but I, I also am not afraid of guns in a theoretical sense. Like I have very, like very real lived experience with guns. Totally. You know? mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah. also I've been around a lot of guns. And so, but like, am I a gun person? No. Right. Do I know any hunters? Like, no, just because that's kind of what I end up figuring out in episode one, but it took a few pit stops to figure it out is that, not all gun people are hunters. They're actually, there actually isn't as much overlap between gun people and hunter people as you think. Uh, but it took. But if you're not a hunter, you don't know that because gun people take pains to make you think that they're the same people. And that's how come I ended up finding out the hard way <laughs> in this room full of in this radio station full of guns everywhere. Oh, well, there were guns in the radio station. Yeah, because they they all these people carry. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. So, do you enjoy the outdoors now more? No. <laughs> really? I hate the outdoors. <laughs> oh, bummer. <laughs> Are you, what are you doing? Do you know what you're going to do for the next season? No, but I will take ideas from outdoor people. Whitewater rafting. Um, yeah, whitewater rafting. I mean, I'm really into stand up paddle boarding right now. So, go to like some hike into some alpine lakes and paddleboard in some alpine lakes. What's an alpine? Um, like in the snowpack like in California. I mean, can I just also have a note? Are you no offense to Texas, but are you venturing outside of Texas at all? I probably not because Texas is the size of Western Europe. I think it would be <laughs> okay. Just easier adventure. to stay there. I mean, the United States has just such a wealth of ridiculously fucking gorgeous outdoor shit. That I think if you're trying to fall in love with the outdoors, like it might be worth, you yeah. know. Going, I am absolutely like, not trying to fall in love with the <laughs> Okay, this is here in Texas. Yeah, absolutely not. Um, and, like, I know that we have a wealth of it uh, because because we stole it. <laughs> we didn't yeah, well, it, it, it is, enough. Yes. If it, if yeah, it wasn't pretty, it's we wouldn't have taken it, you know? It's geographically uh, in our proximal space, available to... Yeah. 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 I mean, if it was ugly, we would have just let the people here keep it. You know what I mean? That's true. <laughs> right. Just kept going. Yeah. What about dune buggies? Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, that's outdoor. That's a fun outdoors thing. I'm trying to. Think. Yeah, I mean, like sports, sports of any kind. I mean, none that nothing I can think of because like <clears throat> rock climbing. I think rock climbing would be interesting because that's like sounds horrible to me, and you know, but yeah, I do I mean, think it's yeah. yeah, like, but it's something that I think could be an interesting take on you know on this journey. Um, but yeah, something involving water is a good idea because I think yeah. that's more likely to, for me, I don't know, that's like more interesting mm-hmm. and like uh, appealing. Um, so maybe some kind of like, fi- I don't know, you can't really do ice fishing in Texas, but some kind of like, you know, intense, fishing, yeah. intense maybe, fishing thing. Maybe so I should stop taking ideas from outdoor people and I should just keep, because <laughs> Fogo is an out, it, Fogo is a nature show for indoor right. people. Oh, I'm say, an indoor I, person. <laughs> yeah. I, that's why I'm like, wait a second. Like I'm, I'm liking these pitches from you, Bats. So I'm like, I, 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 so maybe I need to stop asking outdoor people because the reason why I've been asking outdoor people is because I only know about like three or four outdoor things. Right, and right, none right. none of the yeah. ones that I know I felt were like compelling for a season three. And so I'm like, I'm asking outdoor people because I'm like, oh, I bet they know a bunch of stuff that I don't even aware. I'm not even aware it exists. And it would yeah. be interesting. Oh, yeah. There's so many weird ways to. I mean, <laughs> another cool thing, if you want to do a water thing, I don't know if they have them in Texas, but like uh, natural hot springs. Yeah. If you can find some natural hot springs to like hike into. 
Yeah. But then. the I think are there people there? I think what's interesting. Um, I think what's it depends. Interesting like there's definitely Coco. some remote ones. Are you looking for a remote? I'm I'm looking for um for compelling audio, so there has to be uh, people to kind of take me, you know, there. Because if I just show up at a hot spring, I'm just going to be like, okay. Oh, right. Yeah, no, there's definitely ones where people are, are there. Yeah. It just okay. depends. So people who, uh, can, who can kind of explain what that world and guide and, and yeah. facts and things. Yes. You know, yeah, that would yeah. be interesting. Yeah. Yes. That would be cool. But yeah, you're right. It's... um. <laughs> I mean, I grew I grew up in Salt Lake City, and you know, it's like known to be like the best place to ski. Um, best snow on earth is like their tagline, literally. Okay. And um, I was not like an outdoor person, and so it's so funny because when people talk to me about growing up there, they're like, "Wow, did you just like ski all the time?" And I'm like, "Nope." <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> Skiing's the worst. Snuck I, into I the theater. Once. Yeah, I, 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 I almost divorced. I we almost got divorced. <laughs> <laughs> is your partner a good skier? Yeah. Oh, that's tough. Yeah. yeah. It is is like culturally is culturally a skier. And I think that's it's one thing to be right. like, let's all go try this adventure. It's another thing to be like, I want to pass this on to my children. And I'm like, I have never seen so many adults yelling at crying children, begging <laughs> oh, their God. parents to make it stop, and their parents just being like, shut, just like yelling at them, you know? Yeah. Like people, I think people who grow up in minority communities, like I did, I'm Vietnamese American, you know, we, we think that white kids, like we know that, um, we think that, that white kids just talk back to their parents and say terrible things to their moms and stuff like that, you know, because we see it on TV. We see it when we go to college. You know, we see our roommates do it and we're just like, oh, my God, you know, <laughs> like I would never talk to my parents that way. But we think that the reason why they're like that is because like their parents were very hard on them. And then you go to a ski resort and the parents <laughs> are fucking yeah. punishing their children. It all makes In sense. the name of what? A tradition that has only existed for like 60 years, you know? I think I because like- they spent three thousand dollars to yes. outfit that child and they're gonna get a return yeah you better yeah. have fun this was a lot of money i was like crying i was crying in the line like to get my skis and because i had just gone through adhd hell to even get to the line to mm-hmm. get the rental skis and i wanted to try a little bit of everything so i had scheduled day one was the ski lesson and day two is going to be a snowboard lesson and so when i got to the front of the line they explained to me i would have to do everything that i just did none of it ports over not the release form or nothing none none of it ports over i have to do every single step again the very next day it was so i just started crying in line and my partner was like you don't have to do this. Like we didn't spend all this money to force you to do something you don't want to do. And I was just like, we literally spent all this money to force me to do something I don't want to do. And <laughs> I saw all these. Also, like, like I feel like that's kind of on your partner. Like they should have told you not to switch sports after one day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if they had experience and you didn't. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I I, I think I chose that because I'm like, you know, if I'm only going to go in this to this cold place like one time, I want to get the survey of what of what this is about. Yeah, because I'm a fair person. I I, I didn't want I'm like, I'm very skeptical of this space and people who want to put their children into the ice like for fun in the line of avalanches <laughs> for like no good reason uh, but i will keep an open mind and that i want to be able to meet all the different kinds of people and the subcultures here and and 
and learn and, and learn that perspective um, that 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 kind of the survey approach was the only approach I had, the only approach I, I could afford to do. I can't be like, I'm going to commit to doing this extremely expensive thing like five times yeah. to give yeah, this yeah. subculture like a fair shake, you know. But I think yeah. that's something that we experience in, in Fogo is, is I go out and I, I say I go out and I ask the questions that us indoor people want to know. I am out there out in nature asking you the follow up questions. I'm showing you the nature shots or like in audio, of course, but I'm showing you the nature shots that normally get edited out in like a nature documentary where you're only getting the highlight reel. You're not mm-hmm. seeing the full picture, the full context of what's happening. And I go out and I, and I ask these questions and I, and I meet people who are wildly different from me and um, ask them to show me uh, their world and explain themselves. Hell yeah. We're I love it. We're going to go uh, find some, <laughs> some courses to hit and we will be right back after this. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Hey everybody, welcome back to Lady to Lady. I'm Brandy. I'm Babs. I'm Tess. And I'm Ivy. <laughs> yes. And uh we're gonna play MySpace with you and one of our amazing theme songs. Okay, uh, if you can't tell, this is a MySpace quiz. So, random questions. Here we go. Number one, favorite day of the year. Oh, Lunar New Year. Oh, known as oh, yeah. the New Year. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's my favorite holiday. Is it the same holiday. day every year, or is it like a certain day it's of with the month? The moon, right? Yeah, it goes by the lunar calendar. So it, it's the first day of the lunar calendar, but it falls on a different day on our Julian calendar. Oh, okay. Sweet. Do you uh, have a tattoo? I do not have a tattoo. Have you never wanted one? I've thought about getting a tattoo here and there, but uh, I think, well, like, what if I uh, have to run from my government and I have, then I don't want any identifying marks. And then I just, and I also don't have the money. So I just keep it moving. <laughs> Fair enough. They are expensive. That is like the crazy thing. They add up real fast. Yeah. Yeah. Some of these people you see with them, you start to price out their situation. You're like, wow, that could have been a yacht. Yeah. I went with, um, we just did like a big uh, group friend trip to Palm Springs because we're all like me and a bunch of my Salt Lake friends are training 40 this year. And two two of them got a tattoo and like it was going to be like, let's all get a tattoo. Like everyone. And I was just like. I can't think of anything I want enough and it's like so expensive that I'm not just gonna like, you know, I couldn't think of anything small and I was like, I'm good. I just can't yeah. like, I yeah. can't really like get it through my head. So I want to do one. I want it to be like a 
good one. I don't want to just throw something on there. You still need a meaning. Like I, cause I have my first tattoo is super meaningful to me. And then my second tattoo is like my dog Gatsby's paw is super meaningful to me. So I've already decided the next one I'm reserving it for a stupid impulsive one. Yeah. Yeah. But you might need another meaningful I didn't see, one. if I had seen the guy had like art that I was like, oh, fuck yeah, I'll just do that. Yeah, but it just yeah, wasn't yeah. like that vibe, you know? So yeah, 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 yeah. I was like, eh, I'm good. <laughs> the ones the ones by people who are just straight up artists that it would be an honor to have one from them they are so expensive. oh my god they're, oh yeah they're so priced like art yeah 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. because you're paying so. for the literal art they're making and the like mm-hmm. yeah them crafting it onto you but yeah i love looking at that shit on instagram there's like some people <laughs> that just like blow your fucking mind yeah and it's really cool what they'll do with color now too like there's so much cool yeah, I live here in Austin, Texas. Like everybody's got tattoos except me. <laughs> I don't have like any. punk to not yeah. have one. Yeah. 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 I like I always thought I would get some and then like I just, you know, was poor for a long time and then like hit a point where everyone had one and I was like, oh, well, my contrarian streak thinks it's more fun not to have this one. makes a lot of sense yeah, <laughs> yeah. brandy's not gonna there's no way <laughs> and i was like ah, i'm all right <laughs> and then i feel much. like those temporary ones that they're like uh advertising now i'm like oh this this is like must be so offensive to the tattoo community <laughs> like they're like the ones that like last for like a year or something you know I know. Just yeah. Half of forever. <laughs> I did. I do. Those temporary ones look cool. And I, um, I was like, I can't get the exact one in the Instagram ad. Cause that's just too sad. But like, they were like, <laughs> is that from Instagram? <laughs> but like, I saw one that the literal Instagram ad was like, it only lasts a year. Why not get a tattoo of an avocado? And I was like, honestly, such a good point. Like, <laughs> <laughs> But then I read that, like, it really varies a lot, like, how um, long it actually does take to fade. Mm. And then I was looking at, like, some pictures of people that got them. And, like, I don't know. I feel like you're almost, like, the fading part is not the desirable part, right? Right. Because then it just, like, looks like shit for how long. Yeah. Exactly. It's almost like giving yourself the shitty bangs for most of the time. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, mm. I would just redraw. I'm just, when I was a kid, I used to draw stuff on my arms constantly, and I would just be like, "Yeah, I'll just redraw it." <laughs> so. No, yeah, okay, I do do. I started when I when I first had kids. Like my baby, uh, at one point, broke a necklace that a girlfriend had brought me from her travels mm. abroad. A, a necklace that I that meant a lot to me. Mm-hmm. And everybody tried to help and kind of pick up the little pieces that had fallen on on the floor. Uh, but after that, I was like, "Okay, we are not. We are no longer wearing meaningful jewelry around babies." <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. What I started doing was that I would put gold tattoos like mm. on my chest in lieu of a necklace or gold tattoos like on my neck in lieu of like earrings. Yeah. Um, and I still do this. I have this like kind of gold and blue, oh, gold, cool. blue and silver tattoo right now. Like just Ooh. a tattoo on the inside of my forearm, which the ladies love. The ladies love it when I put something on my forearm. That <laughs> is a sexy place to have a tat, I think. Always, yeah. I yeah. Or like inside yeah. the bicep, I like too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I'll do that. I don't think that my bicep pretty. is as sexy as my forearm, but I'll I'll do kind of matching tattoos to the clothes that I'm wearing. Oh, I love oh, that. That's, that's cool. really cool. That's what I did that for a couple of like dances when I was like in like a senior or whatever. I would get like temporary tattoos like that would I would wear as jewelry with my dresses. That was always fun. And then people would be like, Do you have a tattoo? And I'd be like, No, it's fake. Uh <laughs> That's fun. It's just for a weekend. Or Why whatever. are arms so hot? Like arms really <laughs> that is. And it's just they like, really yeah, are. that that like that accent. Lines. Yeah. Yeah. Lines. yeah. 
You know how many trans men who are having trouble dating that I've had to be like, look, she wants pictures of your arms, okay? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got to include the arms in the pics, all right? Yeah, Just everyone trust me. likes arms. Yes. Everyone. Yeah, the universal. Yeah. Exactly. Get some cut, cut off those sleeves. Yeah. yeah women. <laughs> women like women like the you don't even have to go all the way yeah. to sleep because then then you're just a slut okay then who wants <laughs> leave right? like just, the whole arm just like oh, that no. that just give me a little tape yeah yeah let's get a little roll <laughs> up yeah you know get that some get hot that shit. hand in a nice natural curves position <laughs> <laughs> just, that's what that's what she that's what she wants it's like look like i know you've only been a man for like two years okay but like i have been a raging flaming bisexual my entire life let me help you <laughs> this is a coalition that's very good advice it's yeah. true or i mean i'm sorry like a good old-fashioned muscle tank with a nice arm yeah, yeah exactly yeah. like good let's like some slutty I do. I like yeah. Full muscle tank. Extremely. Yeah, but I'll take I'll take a muscular arm wherever I can get it. Can I just brag though? Like I'm wearing a jacket right now, but like that has been the number one side effect of my Pilates obsession. Like I am fucking my arms right now. I'm fucking yoked. Like yeah. show me, Sorry. show okay. me. Okay. Yeah, oh, yeah, we I'm gotta see sleeves. Damn it. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna describe. I'm gonna describe Tessa's arms to our podcast audience. Okay. Oh yeah, looking Yo, good. Damn. Yo, she looks like white Cora. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Which is hot. Cora is hot. Thank Tess you. looks like white Cora, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love I was um watching like Jane Krasinski was on I don't know, fucking that Schmigadoon show, whatever. A oh, lot of yeah, yeah. a lot of words, but um, she like is like so just like yoked, yeah. And I was like, oh my god, like you've been doing like so much Pilates or whatever the fuck. Like you're just so your arms look amazing. Wait, are you watching? Okay, the the new Schmigadoon. I haven't watched any of it. I just saw someone okay. post about it online. Very Sorry, okay. theater. Th- another okay. another you know, inside yeah, person. It's, it's cabaret subject. Thing. Do you like theater, <laughs> Ivy? I do because it's inside. And exactly. It's there you go. Yes. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We always ask this question on the MySpace quiz, but I have to ask it because it's one of the best ones. What's one thing that you should probably get rid of but just can't? Ooh, that's everything because I have the immigrant hoarding complex. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going through that list and I'm like, oh man, like cabinets full of magazines. Uh, probably, I probably have 17 jars I could bear to part with and still have plenty more empty jars <laughs> for all of my jars. Yeah, meetings. jars, magazines. That That's the kind of stuff that you're just like, but I... You know, but what if someday yeah, I'll collage? But, I'll collage. I yeah. think that's also like part like a '90s kid thing too. Like we loved a good collage, and I oh yeah, we still do, still yes. do. Yeah, yeah. Or like with some Mod Podge, like that was high art. Like oh, yeah. still is, <laughs> and it's more rare, right? Because now people right. can't uh, collage because those things like don't exist. These paper arts like don't exist because paper doesn't exist. Yeah. yeah. No, ex- yeah. exactly. Like I have a joke about like teenage girls' bedrooms and how they used to just be covered in you know magazine clippings and stuff. But like young Gen Z kids don't do that, and there's nothing that has made me feel older than telling that joke to a bunch of like early twenty girls who are like, "What the fuck are you talking about? That's not <laughs> what my room looked like." And it's like, "Ooh, no, did I just sound crazy?" <laughs> <laughs> we all did it. <laughs> God, I was walking behind some kids uh, who were leaving like. They looked like they were maybe 
in middle school or something like that, like three boys. And two of them were just on their phone looking down while they walked. And it like made me so sad. I was just like, oh, like I never had that walking home from like junior high. We were just like fucking around with each other. It wasn't, you know. Yeah. I was talking to some friends about that recently. Like I feel lucky. We kind of just dodged the bullet. Like we were the last generation that dodged that bullet, and then that right had afterwards. yeah, like new life before phones and yeah. the internet. How yeah. how are you? How is it, Ivy? Like raising kids in the in the you know age of phones and stuff. Do you have any rules about like what you're gonna you know how old they're gonna have to be before they get a phone and stuff like that? I haven't figured that stuff out yet, uh, but it has definitely been a very weird time to be a parent in Texas. Oh, oh my God! Yeah. Oh, God. Last decade or so. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Where are y'all based? We're all in California. We're all in LA. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, okay. Yeah. So yeah, it is really different. I, I don't even know how y'all raise children in LA. I go to LA, you know, to do shows probably like once a quarter, mm-hmm. um, and like do meetings. You know, I, I just go out for work, so I just go out there, just like work my tail off, mm-hmm. uh, so right. I don't have to relocate my my relocate my entire family. I just go out to LA every few months, like try to put everything in like one week. And just work my tail off the entire time and just eat my face off and and, and stop by a dispensary because it's still very novel to me from a state where it's not legal. <laughs> uh, but I'm, I'm, and I'm just like, man, this is like such an interesting place. But like, how do people raise kids in L.A.? It seems even more expensive than Austin, Texas. It seems yeah, so hard wild. to even yeah. exist as like an adult, a single adult in L.A. How do people raise kids in L.A.? It's hard to raise yourself in L.A. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah i don't it's crazy like i i can't yeah i can't imagine having a family here but people do i mean you know the, the, we have so many comedian friends who've had for who have had kids in the last few years and i'm like power to you but like how are you doing this yeah. <laughs> I, think, I think it makes you very community focused i think it's like yes. very you know like a lot of our friends that have kids like they're very involved in their school and all the parents have really like pulled their resources and like i think it, it really like forces a community in a way that yeah. like we can tap into if we need to, but it's more necessity-based for them. Also, mm-hmm. like, I think L.A., in, per- in terms of big cities, also, we have a lot of, like, large, open public spaces, which I think, it, to me, that seems a little bit easier than being in, like, New York, because at least you can just go throw your kid on the beach. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll just take a beach, beach day, have fun at the beach. Yeah. There's a lot of, yeah, there's a lot of, like, free, unfortunately, there's yeah. an outdoor, but there's a lot of, like, free, Oh yeah, free, yeah, yeah. you know, free. But there's, like, mu- we have a shit ton of museums, mm-hmm. let me tell you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, hey, you can go to the gro- one of the outdoor malls here, and there's always free shit for kids going on there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's okay. wild. I have so no. I should don't be, ask us. I should we not don't know. be afraid of like a, a meteoric rise to fame. My no. kids will be fine. No, no you'll have oh a blast. no, no, no. You'll have a blast. Your kids will have a blast. Yeah, it'll be great. <laughs> but you're gonna be. I was at like you know, there's a brunch place by me that's like very popular, and we'd never gone to, and we were finally like, all right, let's try it. And it was just like such a scene of like. Rich people's children. These two kids were wearing like these oatmeal colored, like, you know, some outfit that probably costs like a hundred dollars each. And I was just like, and they were just letting them like do whatever they wanted. I was like, oh, like, you have too much money. Go away. It was very annoying. Um, I know. So there's a lot of that. There's a lot of like neutral toned children's clothes running around. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, every time you see like a kid dressed up like an Amish, a little Amish child. Yes, exactly. Like, oh, but you know, their mom family. is probably dressed Amish too. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, like it's like, no, a uh, uh, Luddite chic is like the, the current rich person's <laughs> vibe they're going for. Oh, uh, yeah. It's yeah. a lot. Yeah. But, yeah. you know. But the fun. poor people are still the same. That's because that's probably where yeah. I'll be right now. <laughs> 
Oh, yeah. I think so. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, we're all still wearing passing down the shirt, either at the one you got at the thrift store or the one from the older sibling. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Man, I bet, because I go thrift shopping for my kids' clothes uh, as well, I bet the thrift shopping for children's clothes in L.A. is elite. Yes. It's probably really lit. Yeah. yeah. it's. Pro- I mean, I, yeah. I need yeah. to add that to my list of stops. Actually, yeah. that is a good idea. Yeah. 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 You know what? I know it is because right by my husband's office in my neighborhood, there's a resale kids clothing oh, thing. Yeah. And in the window, I'm always like, oh, that's cute as fuck. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's the problem is you have to get there before everyone else does because everyone else is also yeah. thinking about that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, send yeah, me yeah. send me the name of this place, Essa, for the next <laughs> I'm going Listen, to. Normally, when I meet a bunch of comics, I'll be like, let's all go do a show together in whatever town you live or I'll go call and, you know, you know how comics like do. Yeah, of but course. now I'm like, tell me. <laughs> now instead, I'm, to all these LA comics, I'm like, tell me where to buy children's clothes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. We got the hookup. But also, let's do some shows. But yeah, 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 yeah. yeah there's room for both. There's room for both. Yeah, exactly. Okay. <laughs> let's do one last one. one. Okay, let's see. Ivy, what's the last compliment you got? Oh, man. This was like so heartwarming. Uh, so the season finale of season uh, of season two for Fogo just dropped. I'm I'm not gonna spoil it for you because it is a bananas season finale. <laughs> okay, we like the description is we're just like all we're just like Ivy just gets one last plot twist is basically <laughs> the of episode ten because it was I couldn't even post pictures of who was in the episode because they're so because it would have been too big a spoiler because so much insane stuff happens it's just such a roller coaster for um a season for episode 10 well their listeners can even though it's a spotify show of course you can listen to it everywhere but it's licensed by spotify uh but it really is even though it's licensed by spotify it really is just me that like answers the emails on the website right. and yeah, like yeah. ships out the merch for my garage like it really is just me um and so people were writing in through the website because i say it really is just me and it really is and the people were responding were sending in kind of their responses mm-hmm. unprompted um just they're, they're they just felt compelled to say something about the season finale and i won't tell you what happens in it but one person said um and I asked them, hey, I'm working on season three. Like, tell me how you, as an outdoor person, because they disclosed that they were an outdoor person visiting the show. And I said, okay, tell me how you experienced this show. Because I'm thinking about season three, right? So I, mm-hmm. I want to understand what do other people care that, that they don't want to change between season two and season three. And he said, "It's I'm listening because of the way that you are connecting with people and even animals and like literally the way you connect with everything that you meet on such a deep level and they meant it as a compliment but i'm like whoa that's like so deep i think it's just the adhd (laughs) 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 i think it's just the neurodivergence that they're experiencing Mm -hmm. um that like it's it's hard to stay engaged if you're just kind of talking about nothing and you're just chit-chatting in that kind of socially polite way that's designed to keep you from engaging too much but then if you have ADHD, then it's like impossible to engage at that like superficial mm. level. And so I think that's what they were experiencing it. But um, to hear somebody put it in that w- w- way um, when I'm just a comic trying to make a funny show uh, w- was just like a really like, oh, just such a sweet thing for someone to say. 
I love that. Aww. It's so it's so nice when because obviously it can be very hard to view ourselves or to think about yourself in that way or totally. And so it's yeah. like so nice to get feedback about something that you're like, oh, I didn't even think about it like that, or much less think that anyone else thought about it like it this. Thought and yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so that's cool. Awesome. I love that. Yeah, because it's not like I get to choose how you know you're just inside yourself. Like you don't really truly know any other way to interact with the world except for the way that you just naturally interact with the world right mm-hmm. and so to hear other people say it but not in a you're weird <laughs> kind of thing it's like so nice totally <laughs> that's awesome hell yeah um okay we're gonna take another quick break and we'll be back in a second everybody Everybody, we're back on Lady to Lady. I'm Babs. I'm Brandy. I'm Tess. And I'm Ivy Lee with one E. <laughs> Ivy Lee with one E. Would you like to help us give some advice? I love to give advice. I'm an Asian mom. You don't even have to solicit it. Let's go. <laughs> Fuck yes. <laughs> Let's do it. Uh, it's lady problem time. If you have a lady problem, you can write to us at lady to lady comedy at gmail.com. You can also give us a phone call at 323 Hi, ladies. Um, so I'm calling in with a lady problem update, which I know you guys always enjoy. Um, so I called in about six years ago um, when my husband at the time and I decided to get a divorce. Uh, he basically came to the realization that he didn't want to have kids, uh, even though we had always talked about having kids. Um, but we also got together when we were really young. So I guess he just figured out that that just wasn't what he wanted for himself. Um, this was a deal breaker for me. So we did the mature thing and decided to get divorced. Um, it was obviously really hard, but it was amicable and I was actually really proud of how we handled everything. There was no drama. Um, fast forward to about three years later, uh, I'm very much over the breakup. I'm living my best life in my own apartment in a new relationship with an amazing man who's definitely my person. Um, one night, I was scrolling through Instagram, and I came across my ex's new girlfriend. Uh, curiosity got the best of me, so I, of course, scrolled through basically their entire relationship. Uh, come to find out, they have been together since him and I split up. Um, like, he literally moved in with her directly from our apartment that we shared, um, which to me clearly means that he had started that relationship long before him and I split. Um, this, of course, sent me into a bit of a spiral, uh, not out of jealousy or anything, but just out of anger. Um, furious with him for lying to me, furious with myself for being so naive and for essentially making the breakup so easy on him. Um so this is basically my new lady problem is how do I get over being so angry? Uh, no part of me wants to forgive him. I don't feel like he deserves that. Um, but I literally think about this every single day and maybe forgiving him is what I need to do in order to let it go. I don't know. Uh, thanks as always for listening and for being the amazing, hilarious ladies that you are. Much love. 
Well, we're all angry, I think, for yeah, you. Yeah, don't worry. <laughs> so what you've done is you've dispersed that angry to that anger to thousands of people. You've just like released it, like blowing a daffodil into the wind. Um, so use that visualization. And we all have a piece of it. Yes, yes, exactly. When you breathe, breathe deeply in and out and you meditate. You're like breathing out. I share this rage with everyone. <laughs> <laughs> I think that is kind of helpful. It kind of is. Yes. It actually, like, it actually mm-hmm. is awesome when other people get as pissed off as you about things. Yeah. I know. Isn't it, it <laughs> terrible when you like know how shitty someone is and no one else like believes you or something, uh, and then yeah. they finally get it, and you're like, see, but like you can't yeah. totally, you yeah. know, people don't tell somebody. My, my face is physically hot to the touch. I'm so angry. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. We're having physiological responses. <laughs> yes. This has happened to me. Really? Oh, it has? This okay. literally happened to me. Oh, shit. I, uh, not, luckily, like me and this person were not married, uh, but we were in a long term relationship. And, um, and, and this person broke up with me. And that night I found out later the reason why they were in such a rush to break up with me was because the girl that they did want to invite was supposed to come to the thing had said that she was going to come to the thing that I was about oh. to get on the road to go to. Whoa. Oh. <laughs> wow. And so they wanted to break out with me before I got in my car and, like, went there. Wow. And so this has happened to me. And, I, of course, I didn't know it. At, you know, I didn't know it at the time. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. I found out later, right? How and, much later did you find out? Oh, I can't remember. I was probably under a year. It didn't okay. take. It was under a year that I figured it out. Okay. Um, and sorted it through. And what? Here's what helped me. My poor friends who were just sick and tired of me ruminating on it, uh, <laughs> like nearly every day for way too long, um, finally said, "Look, you were mad about the part where he stopped doing the bad thing, like the time where he was lying." And like taking, wasting your time, that was the actual offense. But in that time, you felt like things were good and it was happy and you weren't experiencing the pain. But that was the, the time that he was with you wasting your time mm-hmm. was the actual offense, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And, and like yeah. the part where they were concealing themselves and concealing who they really were and maybe like kind of twisting, mm-hmm. trying to make an excuse to like get you to break up with them and the pain that that puts you through because they just like couldn't suck it up and tell the truth and be honest with themselves and with you and like, you know, mm-hmm. and like and, and things in a in a in a correct way. Because, you know, it's not an offense to like not decide that somebody that you're dating is not your person or or yeah. even, you know, if you're getting married. Like, not it's not at an all. offense to like change, right? But like everything that they did that was the offense is the not being honest, right, is, like, the front that they put on is the, is, that's, that's the offense, right? Mm -hmm. But the part that you, that makes you mad and hot is the part where they stopped doing the bad thing, Mm -hmm. right, which is, uh, which is kind of, that was, like, a wake-up call for me, is be like, okay, actually, I shouldn't be mad about the happy times I lost or like the, or that, and you shouldn't be mad about you being a gracious person no. to yeah. them. Yeah. Right. Like no. you, Cause that, that actually helped you. That's yeah. your grace. And that kept you above the fray. Yes. Like, right. Exactly. Right. And let you go on and have your beautiful life and find a yeah. person and like, you know, mm-hmm. and not waste your time, you know? So like you being a good person is not anything for you to dwell on, you know, that totally. like, they they will get theirs, like, you know, in whatever way kind of like that comes. 
But, like, to me, that helped just kind of reframe that, like, the thing that I'm actually hot about is actually the part where the pain, where the offense, where the offender stopped offending. And I should be mad about the thing that happens before, but you've already processed probably everything that happened before. Mm -hmm. So you can just be like, okay, you know, like, that was crappy, but then what was the alternative for you to stay with a crappy person, right? Like, like, the part where they stopped offending, it just happened you know, as fast as possible and let you have your outcome. You don't need to forgive that person, but you can let go of the part because you're probably holding on to the wrong part, if that makes sense. Yeah. And I think it can also, I mean, I was in a somewhat similar situation um, with the next word, you know, I I think you can feel like it can feel like you got robbed of like some really important memories. Like it can feel like that was like not legitimate. I think that is like part of the grief mm-hmm. is it's like, Oh, these mm-hmm. amazing memories that I thought I had, that was not real. Mm-hmm. So it right. kind of, but that's not true. Mm-hmm. I think your brain can tell you that like, Oh, that wasn't real. But like that, that's actually not true. Those are still memories that you had. And that actually was still your life. And that was still like really things that were happening. And that doesn't, he was being deceitful to you, but that doesn't mean that like those years, honestly, that you spent with him were a waste because they were still your fucking life. And you still were probably having fun with him in those times. Mm-hmm. Really, even though he was being a deceitful piece of shit. And even though there was this large part of you, large part of himself that he wasn't showing you. And even though he put your time and your trust below his ability to just be brave and be honest with you. Yes, all of those things are true, but there there were those were still real times that you had with him and so don't feel like you need to like process losing those memories if that makes sense. You know? And maybe maybe there's like a feeling, I mean obviously we just have the voice message so we don't we don't ha- we can't ask the follow-up question, but I wonder part of my rage is just that feeling of like feeling gotten feeling like mm-hmm. duped yeah. and feeling like I was stupid and trusting or whatever and it's like no, you were still right. Exactly. Right, like to yeah. be like to be in a you were still behaving correctly in what was supposed to be a trusting and transparent relationship. Mm-hmm. You know, so like no, you weren't doing the wrong thing, right? Like that. <laughs> yeah. That like you were being stupid. You were being a you were being a mature adult and and that being able to hold on to that and and keep that person that you are is what helped you get to the beautiful part in your life that you are now. So there's absolutely no regrets kind kind of on on this end. Exactly. And like, and it is like, it's a corny thing kind of, right? But it is like, it's kind of what like you wouldn't, you said you're with your person now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like butterfly effect, you would not have ended up with your person if your life hadn't played out the way it had on your way to meet your person. I mean, mm-hmm. whatever, however you want to look like this guy was a motherfucker, but he kind of in some ways led your life to a path that brought you to the person you're actually supposed to be with. Yeah. I mean, I don't think it's like, in this situation, I would love to be like, forgive him. And maybe some people can do that. You know, for me, I don't think I would be able to reach that level of it. Yeah. But like, you will get over it. You will. I know it feels like you never will. At some point, you're always going to have like some spark of that anger, but it's not going to be something you think about every day, you know? Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering if, because I think if I was in this situation, a part of the frustration would be that i can't talk it's like you're not going to contact him you know what i mean but you're probably having arguments in your head with him all the time about what you wish you would have said if you had known what was happening or whatever and i'm wondering if it might be helpful to write it out and to at least communicate it in a way where you feel like you're somehow expelling that 
And then, yeah, fucking burn it, you know, yeah. under a full moon or something like yeah. that's Make a maybe cheesy. It, truly. But yeah, like yeah. I think like maybe I mean, just at least putting those feelings onto paper and writing them out, like all the shit you wish you could say to him mm-hmm. might be helpful and then kind of discarding it. And obviously it's not going to go away forever, but I think like might help that cycle of like your brain fighting yeah. With you, him in the past. Yeah, because right now your brain's in that, like, it's stuck like a Roomba in a corner. It's like, <laughs> like it, you got to yeah, let yeah. it out a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. Giving yourself the permission to, like, work through it versus being like, I'm even mad that I'm even giving it the space. It's like, no, give it. The, right. Give, right. It, give it the space. Give it the space. Yes. Yeah. Give it the space. I think but block a, his ass, girl. Like, block his like, ass. Yes. Don't have access yes. to his account anymore. <laughs> yeah. yeah do not look him. at that shit. You did, the, you did the investigation. We all love to do the scroll and figure out when exactly it all went down but yeah. like you you don't need to see that again you know no yeah he is not your fucking problem anymore no no and i mean <laughs> fucking i also want to shout out to you i'm i'm so grateful that you left this message for us because i feel like yeah. we have so many listeners who call in who are going through breakups or a divorce or some a big change in life who don't see a path forward for themselves and you said like we moved on i found my person and so i just want to like acknowledge that because i feel like so many people feel like this is the end and that won't happen for them yeah. and you did it you know what i mean so mm-hmm. i just like thank you for even communicating this with us because i feel like it's going to be helpful for a lot of people yeah and i want to say like i'm i'm so proud of you for like knowing that the kid thing was a deal breaker for you yes. and like so you know what you want in your life and you like like you said, that you made the very difficult and strong decision. And like, maybe in hindsight, that wasn't the only thing that your insight was telling you. I mean, maybe mm-hmm. you already kind of had yeah. that instinct, Some, you yeah. know? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. There's like a part of your brain that knew and was like, uh, we are not going to spend waste one more second than we need to with this situation. And mm-hmm. you got out of there clean and clear. Mm-hmm. And look at you now, girl. And under yeah. control. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, you're killing it now. (laughs) Hey, ladies, I have a problem that I'm hoping you can help me solve. Um, My problem is that I can't stop procrastinating. Um, It's really bad. I have um, this boring desk job and I'm about to go to grad school, which is really exciting because it means I won't have to do my boring desk job anymore. Um, So that'll help me get a job that I hopefully like better. Um, but in the meantime, my job is both just demanding and mind numbing and I don't care about it. And I literally avoid doing as much as I can. Like today I had three meetings and in between the meetings, I napped and walked my dog and like swiped on hinge and bumble for like an hour and a half. Um, and so I like literally didn't get anything done, which is really unsustainable. Um, especially because I need them, my employer to switch me from sal- salary to hourly and pay me more (laughs) in order to afford grad school, which like, I don't even know if that's, if they're going to do that. Um, But like, I hate this job, but I kind of need to hold on to it for as long as I can um, to help me, like to help put me through grad school. And obviously the problem is that like, I just am not getting anything done. And I'm worried that if I, um, continue with this pattern, I'm going to get fired or they're not going to give me the, the hourly rate that I want. Um, so just how do I break my procrastination habit? Um, yeah, I just like, anytime I try to do work, I just have this like terribly anxious feeling and I 
am so avoidant. Um, I'm in therapy. My therapist like doesn't think it's a big deal, <laughs> which otherwise I love her. Like I don't mind doing that kind of work. I just hate this work. Um, I'd love to hear any creative brainstorming ideas that you guys have. Thank you so much, ladies. Have a good one. <laughs> well, literally any other person can answer this because I do the same thing and I have no answer. <laughs> Well, I'm, I will say, yeah. I mean, I definitely relate to the idea of like having work that you're just like, ah, yeah. So I, one thing I do, if I have to do something that I'm not like super passionate about, I think it's about like finding, reframing it so that you're viewing that work in terms of something that you are passionate about. So like, sometimes I will like sit down in front of my computer and I'll like literally say like, thank you for this job, which is going to help me pay my rent this month. Cool. And not like motivates because then I remember I'm yeah. so lucky to have this work. Like I kind of like just reframe it a little bit. So maybe like grad school is something that you're emotionally connected to and excited and passionate about. So just like, oh, fuck yeah, I'm just going to do this. And then this is like helping me go to grad school. So I'll literally kind of like reframe mm-hmm. it a little bit before I start working. If yeah. I find that I'm kind of like. For sure. Yeah. I think that's a good idea is like just be thinking about like, yeah, what what this actually is going towards and, and, and that like, maybe it's even having a photo of something on your desk that can motivate you or something to be like, okay, that's what this is all about actually. And like, I honestly, I use Pomodoro method stuff a lot. Like Mm. I really, I, that really works for me is just to set a timer for 20 minutes to be like, I can do anything for 20 minutes. And then Mm -hmm. I, and then I give myself 10 minutes off that I've, cause I've gotten, you know, work done faster because I'm like, okay, cool. It It has to happen faster. And then like that, if that is a technique that works for you, there's like, different things like that that can that can do it um it, man it's one thing we I think we've all slept in an office probably but if you want to <laughs> if you want to ask for a raise don't get caught <laughs> <laughs> um, I think I I have a different perspective on this yeah. um I think you're doing nothing wrong yeah I <clears throat> I think that you know in 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 jobs like this like they know that you're gonna burn out and part of you being a sustainable employee is gonna be your mental health days where you yeah. are just there yeah, yeah. for the things that are required the meetings are required and that you are gonna have to take some naps uh because they are like and they they can't say that they know that that's gonna happen but like they are working you to that point then they have to just accept that that's just part of the cost of having human employees instead of like robots or whatever. <laughs> um, if they're a services company that requires humans right to provide these services and stuff. Uh, so I know you've heard about quiet quitting. It's like I, my suspicion is that you are burning out. You're, you know, there's a reason you're in therapy. I think you should also take a look at getting a psychologist and kind of doing some testing to see if there is also something else at play, like ADHD, anxiety, depression, just like whatever else that might be at at, at play that's making you feel like something's like out of whack. But also, if you think, if you were already thinking that like uh, getting paid more is a possibility, it's probably because your performance is actually fine and your expectations of yourself versus their expectations of you are not matched and you're not performing at the level that you are accustomed to, but probably you are probably doing everything that you are supposed to do for the job and it's fine. Uh, people should not be building jobs based around um, the certainty that people are working themselves at 120% and burning themselves out actively all the time. That is just not a good way to structure a company, period, you know. But also, if you need, if you're doing a good job and you're burning out, um, you can probably just get paid more immediately somewhere else 
for honestly an easier job. And anyway, fixing up your resume makes you feel really good about yourself. <laughs> it makes you really quantify what you've done for the company and helps inform and even an internal conversation about, you know, what you should get paid and what you should be doing next. And then you can get seasonal work and widen your network, you know, like don't you like you need a job at a certain level to get yourself through grad school and minimize your grad school loans. But it you literally don't need this job. You just need a job that will do that. And if this job is burning you out so bad that you're having physical effects, like physical dread and physical exhaustion from just thinking about it, then like I would maybe you can cope with it, but probably if you got into grad school and you think you can get a raise here, you're probably good enough to just get yourself a job that doesn't hurt you like that. Yeah. I mean, I agree with Ivy that like, I mean, obviously we don't know the specifics about like what the tasks yeah, are yeah. that you're procrastinating. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. You just yeah. say like, it's, it's not sustainable, which makes me think yeah. like there may be like actual like things that are not being, that she right. wants to be like finishing that are not. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm not, yeah. I'm not sure. I will say that I do identify with like that you might be doing more than you say, you know, in your head, it might yeah. not seem sustainable, but it is. I'm not sure because I really like I, a lot of times I'll be in therapy and I'll be like, oh, God, like there's I need there's so much I need to do. And I'm like, in the meantime, also rattling off the 10,000 things I'm working on or like trying to finish at once. And she's like, you're doing a lot. Can we just acknowledge yeah, yeah, yeah. that like you're sure. also totally. <laughs> doing 10,000? I mean, the fact that you applied to grad school and got like that process is insane. And mm -hmm. so you do know how to do things. It's just that you're you're prioritizing certain things. And I a thousand percent identify with the panic that comes with a task that you really don't want to do. I mean, I am really bad with that and also trying to figure it out myself. Um, you know, something that people have said to do, which can kind of suck, but like does help a lot is to do the thing you don't want to do first. Mm -hmm. And to put it to first thing of the day, just think of one thing that you don't want to do. And like, it feels so good to get out of the way and you're gonna be so you're gonna be annoyed with yourself because you're like wow that wasn't as hard as i thought it would be but i've just been avoiding it you know mm -hmm. that can help i know it's really tough but another uh, method i've learned that that works sometimes is breaking all the things down into like very small small steps like literally like open up this document you know what i mean like mm -hmm. the smallest possible things and that can help sometimes to get over the like bigness of a certain thing yeah. um but yeah, I'm. I, I just had a shout out to you because I get it. It's it's very tough yeah. to battle with your to battle well, with your brain sometimes. And I mean, I, yeah, I also think like to Ivy's point that you made about like yeah, it's not if you're a human, you need to take a nap and walk your dog sometimes. For and sure. like yeah. in the same way that your employer should understand that, I think it's like unhelpful for you to be shaming yourself. Yeah, for yes. taking yeah, a nap. Um, I'm a napper too. Like I, there are a lot of like well established benefits to napping. Uh, course, yeah. it's really good for like focus. And I mean, for a lot, it's good for mental wellness. I don't know. It's awesome. But like, sometimes I even feel like I'll be like, oh, I shouldn't be taking a nap. It's 2 PM. And it's like, if I'm taking a nap, it's because my body needs a nap. There's no sense in like <laughs> for sure. beating myself up. It's clearly because I got tired to the point that I need a nap right now. Of course. And it's totally unhelpful to like 
be mad at yourself about that. I would mm-hmm. just say, honestly, just, I mean, when I used to nap at my job, I did it in my car at the beach. Uh, so Ooh. I would just say like, because <laughs> trying to like that, like half falling asleep in your office, it's not rest. You're not actually getting right. the recharge that you need, right. but yeah. I would, I would be like, all right, it's my lunch break. I got an hour. I'm going to get Chipotle. I'm going to shove it in my mouth at the beach. And then I have 20 minutes that I can just like, crack my windows listen to the ocean and just close my fucking eyes and like that for me when I when I had that job that was like what I needed to get get through the rest of the day or whatever but like so yeah Yeah. don't shame yourself but like what is the best most effective way to get that recharge as as you need (laughs) and and pro tip yeah use one of those email schedulers to like send out the emails that you drafted at times when you're asleep so if you're worried about people thinking that you're napping oh that's good oh that's smart that's good i like that that's smart definitely like that yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah we all i mean if you really want to game the system i may or may not have had a situation at one point where me and a coworker had each other's logins to our like work Slack. <laughs> <laughs> and so we could cover for each other as the other person. Man, I hate Slack. I hate how Slack is just like, just like, oh, here's, like, so a, here's like a fun little trivia game the whole office is going to play because that's just how I know that you're on it and you have to participate because we're all I know. And like, I work part time, but like I have Slack on my phone. So it really yeah. does make me feel like I need to be better about just like signing out. Yeah. But it yeah. makes me feel like I'm like on all the time. And it's just not like but, a healthy <laughs> Yeah. Also, like, y'all think I'm calling my family? <laughs> yeah. Y'all think I'm picking up the phone when my family calls? No. <laughs> exactly. Like, yeah. we don't all. Yeah, we're not all on all the time. No. Exactly. Again, not robots. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Everybody has like a limited amount of a, a finite amount of executive function every day, and the goal is to not burn it all out <laughs> on things that don't benefit you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, good. grad school sounds awesome. This I also like the other thing is like this is temporary, dude. Like yeah. you're gonna be you're going to grad school. Like you're in a new phase in life. Like you're not gonna be at this job forever. You've got this. And and mm-hmm. again, yeah, if you need to get a different job, get a different job. But in any case, you're in like a new chapter in life with this grad school situation, and like mm-hmm. it's gonna mm-hmm. be awesome. Honestly. I think all women should be napping at work until the pay disparity is solved. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I that's, love that. That's, that's what yeah. I really think. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's measure out the time versus the pay <laughs> yeah. equation. Exactly. <laughs> Just get a little bit more um, sleep. <laughs> Ivy, thanks for hanging out with us today. Thanks for having me. This is so fun. So fun. <laughs> Tell everybody where they can find you online, where they can listen to Fogo and all that stuff. Uh, you can listen to Fogo uh, anywhere you get your podcasts. You can binge season ones and seasons one and two out now. Um, anywhere you listen, though. I will say it does help me a little bit more if you listen to it on Spotify, but you don't have to. Uh, but you can listen to it on Spotify for free. And you can find me on pretty much any social media platform because I do love social media uh, at Ivy Lee with one E. And I do f- spell that whole phrase all the way out. Like, so forget like MySpace. Like, this is like a habit from the AOL time <laughs> where I deeply regretted some of my usernames. Yep. Now I know my last name will not change. Unlike like my Yahoo Messenger username, Viet Rappa is what that was. <laughs> <laughs> so you spell it out. It's like I V Y, my first name, Lee, L E, and then literally the phrase with one E, W I T H O N E E on every social media platform. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> <laughs> and uh thank y'all for listening we'll see you next time bye bye three two three six but thirty it's six but thirty somewhere 
Hey, just calling in to say I literally loved the idea of bridesmaids gifts um, that you guys are throwing around, like the Lululemon leggings. Genius. I am getting ready to get married this summer and would love more really unique and like practical uh, and interesting creative gifts that people will actually use because I've been a bridesmaid a bunch of times and if I get another robe, I might throw it in the garbage. Okay, thanks. Love you guys. Bye. Hey, Tess. I was just listening to the episode with Shauna and you're absolutely right. String cheese tastes different when you string it versus when you bite it. Uh, I'm very stoned right now, so I can, like, taste it as I'm talking to you, but there's there's a different taste, and I appreciate you and want to stand up for you. Uh, I love you all. Make me laugh all the time. Have a great day. Lady to Lady is produced by Katie Levine. Get tons of bonus content, discounted tickets for live shows, and lots more at patreon.com slash lady to lady. Follow us on Instagram at lady, the number two, lady comedy. And give your input on lady problems and get info about upcoming live shows. And hey, don't forget to follow our individual accounts on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Babs Gray, Brandazzle, and Testify Barker. Follow Lady to Lady on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen so you don't miss an episode. If you like what you hear, you can rate and review the show. Visit exactlyrightstore.com to purchase Lady to Lady merch.